Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron. The other host joining me is Daniel Sun. Hello. Now, before we start today's episode, we do have a quick announcement to make. If you would like to support the show, you can do so by joining our Patreon. For just $5 a month, enjoy weekly Patreon-exclusive episodes and access our extensive back catalog of over 187 Patreon episodes that are all ad-free. You can now sign up to our Patreon via Spotify by going to our podcast on the Spotify app and clicking on the banner that says Exclusive Episodes for Subscribers. Now, I know things are tough out there right now, so if you can't afford a Patreon membership, but you want to help us out, then you can leave us a written review on iTunes or Spotify. However, don't feel pressure to leave us one. If you don't want to, then that's fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, Ghosts, Illuminati members, underground lizard people, whoever or whatever you are to enjoy the show. Also, remember, our content is entirely human-made. No AI was involved or harmed in the process. And that is the end of the announcements. So with that being said, let's get into today's episode. Between 2007 to 2009, a series of extraordinary events unfolded over the skies of the Middle East leaving the world in awe and disbelief. Some call it extraterrestrial encounters, visitors from the beyond, or even the most compelling proof that we are not alone. Could this captured video footage hold the key to unlocking the mysteries of the cosmos? Or was it simply captured footage of top-secret military technology being hidden away from the public? In this exploration, we venture into the realm of UFOs, seeking to uncover the truth that lingers high above the Turkish horizon. This is the Turkey UFO Sightings. So to start off today's episode, we first need to discuss the location of where this entire event took place. Now, before we get into that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. So in case some of you are not aware, there is a country in the Middle East named Turkey. This country sits just north of Syria. Now, this area was inhabited by ancient civilizations which makes it one of the world's earliest permanently settled regions. It is also home to important Neolithic sites like Gobekli Tepe. So needless to say, this area where the country Turkey sits, it has a long and rich history. Another thing that this country has that no one really talks about is a history of unexplained aerial phenomena that dates back hundreds of years ago. UFOs are flying around that bitch 24-7. Okay, maybe not 24-7, but they were in the area quite a bit. However, for today's episode, we are not going to be talking about an event or sighting that took place a long time ago. 
but rather a series of unusual events that took place between 2007 to 2009. During those three years, multiple strange objects were observed over the sea and witnessed by local residents. During that time, multiple videos were taken of the unidentified craft hovering in the sky. Several local residents described it as being an oval-shaped disc with a metallic appearance that maneuvered silently and was sometimes accompanied by strange red and orange lights. After looking at the videos more closely, it was discovered that in some of the videos, it appeared that alien-type creatures were inside the craft looking outwards towards the camera. At that point, individuals ended up filing reports with a UFO in space science research group in Turkey. The videos were analyzed by multiple agencies locally and then sent to researchers in Japan, Brazil, and Russia. After multiple years of research, these videos were determined to be authentic and not a hoax. At that point, it was determined that these videos and photographs proved to be one of the most important pieces of evidence that supposedly proves that we are not alone. Now, before we look at the videos and photographs, we first need to tell you about an individual named Yachin Yaman and how he plays a huge role in this entire situation. So back in 2007, Yalchin Yaman was a 49-year-old man who lived in Kumbagas, Turkey. Now, real quick, if you don't know where Kumbagas is located, it's okay. We will break it down for you. All right, so you have the country of Turkey. Located in that country is the city of Istanbul, which, by the way, is the largest city in Turkey. Anyway, so Istanbul has 39 districts in it. One of those districts is the Bucek Mechef district, and I'm pretty sure I'm mispronouncing it, and I apologize. I have looked up the pronunciation of this and watched about 8,000 individuals pronounce it, and for some reason I cannot. So inside of this district, there are 24 neighborhoods. Now, one of those neighborhoods is Kumbagas, which is where Yalchin Yalman lives. To sum it up, you have the country of Turkey. Inside that country is the city of Istanbul. Then inside the city of Istanbul is the Bulçekmija district. Then inside that district is the neighborhood of Kumbagas. So Kumbagas is located on the coast of the south side of Turkey, which is on the Sea of Marmara. And by the way, we will have a photograph of the location for anyone that wants to take a look at it. Just head to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, click on today's episode, and the photo will be right there. Yep. So we'll actually have multiple photos. We will have the photo of the country of Turkey. Then the second photo is a zoomed-in version of Turkey showing where Istanbul is located. The third photo is a zoomed-in version of Istanbul showing where the district is located. And then the fourth photo is a zoomed-in version of the district showing where Kumbagas is located, where this entire thing takes place at today. So there you go. Now you know where it's located. All right. Now that we have a good understanding of the area, let's get back to talking about Yalchin Yaman. So like we previously stated, back in 2007, Yaman was a 49-year-old man who lived in Kumbagas, Turkey. Now at this time, in 2007, Yaman was retired. However, during the summer, he ended up getting a job working as a night shift security guard for a local housing facility near the beach. Initially, in May of 2007, his job was fairly boring. Nothing out of the ordinary was happening, and Yaman would walk around, make sure no one was breaking into any of the houses. 
However, in June of 2007, that would all change. One night, while Yaman was doing his security rounds, he ended up seeing a glowing ball of light hovering above the village. This ball of light ended up moving towards the water, which of course was the Sea of Marmara. Shortly after that, on the night of June 22, 2007, Yalman ended up seeing this strange object again hovering above the village. So it was around 4 a.m. on the night of the 22nd, and Yalman was at his father's condo, which was up the hill from the beachfront. Which, by the way, we do have a photo of where Yalman was standing, and we will provide that on our website so you can take a look at it as well. All right. So it was 4 a.m., Yalman was at his father's condo, and he noticed that something strange was hovering over the village and slowly moving southward towards the sea. Of course, Yalman was pretty freaked out at what he was seeing, so he decided to get out his camcorder and start recording. On his camcorder, Yalman captured an odd-looking silver-colored spaceship hovering above the sea. Now, we do have the video and two still images from that video recording. You can go to our website and you can check out the photos for yourself and we'll have a link to the video so you can watch the full thing if you want to. Yeah, and the video is actually all of the 2007 sightings together. So it starts off at June 22nd, and it makes its way all the way until the very end. The one thing I have to say, which I never do, Mm -hmm. is the fact that he set the time and the date on this camcorder. Mm -hmm. So it has the right time and stuff. I never do that. I never do it either. If it doesn't automatically do it, then it's screwed. So following that recording on June 22nd, Yalman would continue to look in the sky while working the night shift as a security guard. For the rest of the month, Yalman would not see anything else strange in the sky. However, on July 24th at around 5 p.m., a little over a month after his first sighting, Yalman noticed something strange and decided to grab his video camera and start recording. Yalman was able to capture just a few seconds of video of a strange orange sphere hovering over the sea, which we have an image of that. It honestly looks like a little orange sphere in the sky. Yep. So only six days later, on July 30th, right before 5 p.m., Yalman again noticed something strange hovering above the sea. This time, instead of it being a spherical orange object, This was, in fact, a half-moon-shaped UFO-looking craft that was not glowing. Again, Yalman grabbed his video camera and was able to capture footage of this odd-looking craft. And we do have a screenshot from that video which shows the craft, and it's exactly what it looks like, a half-moon-shaped UFO. I mean, the typical UFO that you see in the sky. You know those little hand fans you can get? Mm Mm-hmm. That looks like a silver one, 100%. That Melina uses in Mortal Kombat? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Now, only 20 minutes later, at around 5.14 p.m., Yaman was still recording this weird-looking craft. He ended up looking to his left and noticed another strange object in the sky heading towards the sea where this half-moon-shaped craft was hovering. This other object was not like the one he was originally videoing. This object instead was a weird spherical orange object similar to the one he witnessed six days prior. And we do have three still images from that recording, which I do want to note that in the video, this orange object, as it travels along, it seems to be changing shapes. It's very, very similar to the orbs 
in the MH370 video that we watched a couple weeks ago mm. and we covered. It's very, very weird. We have this video that we'll provide. It's going to be under the title of 2007 videos. They're all linked together. So only two days later, on August 1st, Yaman would see another strange object hovering above the sea. Again, he would get out his video camera and capture what he was seeing, which is a silver-colored, half-moon-shaped spacecraft. And again, we have a screenshot from that August 1st video. That one by far is the weirdest looking one. That one looks like it has a big old chip in it. A chip as in like a... Indention. Indention, yeah. Or opening. Not a Dorito. So only six days later, on August 6th, 2007, Yalman would see this exact same craft again, hovering over the sea. He would grab his video camera and start recording. And just like the previous one, we do have a screenshot of this video footage and we do have the video footage that we'll provide. And it's the same exact thing that he saw on August 1st. Yeah, and then three days later, on August 10th, 2007, Yaman would see another craft, yet again, hovering over the sea. And so he grabbed his camera again, started recording it, and it was silver in color and in the shape of a half moon. Two days later, on August 12th, Yaman would see another silver craft hovering over the sea, which, of course, he grabbed his camera, started video recording. And something worth mentioning about the specific footage captured on August 12th, 2007, is that this is one of many videos that Yalman would capture that individuals point to and say, hey, in this video, you can see this craft has a window and there are alien-like beings that are looking out of this craft. Now, before we get into that, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Do you follow automotive news or do you just like cars and want to see what the heck's going on? Well, then you might like Donut Media's new podcast, The Big Three. Hi, I'm James Pumphrey. And every week, me and my co-host slash two of my top five friends, Nolan Sykes and Joe Weber, unpack the latest and greatest in automotive news and trends on The Big Three. You'll also get a lot of laughs, hot takes, and personal insight on cars from the biggest car guys in automotive media. So, whether you're a hardcore enthusiast or just a person who goes, up, that's a good-looking car, <laughs> check out The Big Three, available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch the full videos at Donut Podcasts on YouTube. All right, welcome back. And there are alien-like beings that are looking out of this craft. However, we aren't going to dive super deep into that conversation right now because we cover it during Strange Facts and Findings. So we'll save that combo for later. All right. So moving forward, 12 days later, on August 24th, Yaman would again capture on video a strange silver half-moon-shaped object hovering over the sea. So only three hours later, on that same day of August 24th, Yalmond would capture on video a strange orange-shaped sphere traveling from the village heading towards the sea. Now, around that same time, Yalmond turned his camera towards the sea and would capture video of the half-moon craft hovering in the sky where this strange orange-shaped sphere was heading. Now, these videos were the last time Yalmond captured these objects in the sky in 2007. So around September 2007, though, Yalman's footage of these unknown objects was made public. 
This ended up going viral in Turkey and a large debate started. Some people were skeptical and called Yaman a hoax and a fraud. However, the Turkish UFO community were stating that this was real footage of a UFO that Yaman had captured over the past few months. Now, this debate became such a hot topic that a noted Turkish UFO investigator named Haktan Aktawan ended up going on a TV show called The Reporter. And by the way, this show is extremely popular in Turkey. You can sort of think of it like uh, Larry King or 60 Minutes here in the United States. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so the producers of this show ended up bringing on not only the Turkish UFO investigator, Aktawan, but also an astronomy lecturer named Professor Dr. Oktam, a university department of physics lecturer, Professor Dr. Emin, and a psychiatrist professor, Dr. Kiram. During the show, the experts debated the authenticity of the video, and Haktan stated that he had a video cassette given to him from Yaman that obtained 35 minutes of original footage that he captured of these objects. And by the way, just a reminder, Haktan Aktawan is the Turkish UFO investigator. He's pretty much on this TV show, The Reporter, debating the professors about the authenticity. They're skeptics. He's the believer. Gotcha. So he's pretty much going up against these professors. Yes. Mm. So when he went there to debate the authenticity of the video, he stated, hey, I obtained 35 minutes of the original footage of these objects. Yeah, and then Hakdan then offered Dr. Oktam the opportunity to inspect the footage at the National Observatory Image Processing Unit, which is a division of the Science and Technology Research Board of Turkey, where Dr. Oktam worked. Dr. Oktam agreed, and on January 31st, 2008, 35 minutes of footage was handed over for inspection. For several days, speculation grew as citizens of Turkey waited for the results. Almost a week later, a follow-up episode was broadcasted and the reporters brought their cameras to the National Observatory for their announcement. The director of the National Observatory stated that they had finished their analysis and inspection of the video cassettes provided to them. They had found no evidence of tampering forgery, or manipulation of the footage. Following that announcement, the National Observatory released a two-page official report. By the way, as we were researching this topic, I do want to say that we discovered that a ton of websites and even news stations incorrectly translated this document. So we ended up locating the original document and translating it ourselves. So this report states, Approximately 35 minutes of recordings in mini-DV format were brought to the Tubitac National Observatory on January 31, 2008. It was said that the shots in this tape were made by an amateur person on the beach of a holiday site in Kumbagas, Istanbul, with a Canon GL1 model mini-DV format digital camera. The images on the tape were pre-examined by our image processing unit. Since a long time was required for detail analysis of all the images, Preliminary examinations were made only on some of the extracted images. In these investigations, deceptive images resulting from optical sharpening effects that occurred during the imaging of some point light sources in the environment on digital cameras are not emphasized, meaning that they didn't find no deceptive images. The report then goes on to explain their findings from the image frames that they examined. It stated that the videos were primarily shot during the summer months of 2007 and were not a computer animation or a special video effect. They end the report by saying, 
As a result, even if the images examined are analyzed in detail, it may not be fully understood what is happening because it is necessary to image other objects that can be taken as reference in the same frames as these suspicious objects and to take other shots with special equipment under the same conditions where the shots are taken. Therefore, the term UFO, unidentified flying object, which is used for such suspicious object images, can also be used for these images. But this definition does not mean that the images are of an extraterrestrial object, aka flying saucer. And that is the end of the report. So pretty much they said, hey, we looked over these images. We didn't look over all of them. There was too many of them, and it would have taken too much time. So we just grabbed a few of them. We looked them over. We didn't find any special effects, but somebody else should probably look them over. It could be a UFO, but it doesn't mean that it's not of extraterrestrial origin. It's just unidentified. Yeah, they don't know what the hell it is, but doesn't mean that there's little aliens in there. Yeah. How dare they? Now, following that report, there was still a large ongoing debate about whether these objects were real, and if they were, what are they? So over the next few months, the news of these objects pretty much calmed down, and everyone sort of quit talking about them. However, that would change. So in May of 2008, Yalman ended up going back to working his summer job as a security guard for the same local housing facility near the beach. The first few weeks, Yalman looked in the sky to see if the strange UFO would appear. And guess what? It did. On May 23, 2008, Yalman captured on video a strange orb hovering above the local village. Only four days later, on May 27, the strange silver UFO-looking craft appeared hovering over the sea and Yalman whipped out his video camera and recorded it. And we do have a screenshot of his recording. In total, from May 23rd all the way until August 31st, Yalman would capture video footage of not only this weird silver-looking craft, but also strange orange orbs, all hovering above the sea. The footage and images that he captured were from 10 occasions, on May 23rd, May 27th, May 29th, June 8th, June 9th, June 12th, June 16th, July 2nd, July 4th, and August 31st. Now, we do have a link to all of the video footage that was captured in 2008, as well as all of the images that Yalman captured. And of course, we will post them on our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, for anyone that wants to go take a look at them. So it is worth mentioning that during this summer period, not only Yaman was outside looking at these crafts, but others were as well. They had seen the TV broadcast from the reporter about Yaman's 2007 UFO encounter and wanted to see if they could witness it as well. Of course, this again went viral, news stations in Turkey reported on it, and debates between skeptics and believers started up again. However, after August 31st, 2008, the strange craft and the orange orbs stopped appearing over the sea. Shortly after that, everyone sort of forgot about it, and the news started reporting on other things, just like what happened in 2007. All right, so we fast forward to May 13th of 2009. It was on this day that Yaman spotted the same unidentified objects from years prior just hovering over the sea. From May 13th to May 17th, not only Yaman but other individuals as well filmed and witnessed this craft. And it is worth mentioning 
that on May 14th of 2009, the third International UFO Congress was being held in Istanbul. On that day, a crowd of onlookers watched a glowing ball of light maneuver near cloud level and head towards the sea. So it was perfect timing for them. The following day on May 15th, multiple individuals witnessed a strange object with four orange lights appear hovering over the sea. For 33 minutes, the craft hovered along and was filmed by multiple individuals. Now, just like the previous sightings, we do have a link to all of the video footage that was captured in 2009, as well as all of the images. And of course, just like all the other ones, we'll post that up on our website for anyone that wants to take a look at them. Following those sightings in May of 2009, these strange objects were never seen again. News stations stopped covering stories over these weird objects, and outside of the UFO community, this is rarely talked about. And that's pretty much the story of the Turkey Kumbaga's UFOs. However, just like every week, the story does not stop here, because we are now going to discuss some strange things that we uncovered while researching this topic. So Dan, can you start it off for us and tell us about our first strange fact and finding? Of course. Now, before we get into that, we are going to take a quick break. This is our last one, so don't go anywhere. All right, welcome back. So our first strange fact and finding is about what the Turkish government thought about the UFO videos. The Council for Scientific and Technological Research insisted on studying the videos to validate its authenticity. In 2018, after nearly nine years of studying the videos, the council had finally decided to speak about them. The council made it clear that the object spotted in the video did not have any earthly roots. The research report also added that the video was not subjected to any kind of editing. The object present in the video exists intact, as in the original recording. They even made a statement, which says, and we quote, Even though a detailed analysis of the footage is conducted, it might still remain unidentified. Hence, other reference objects need to be recorded in the same frame with a disputable object and further shootings need to be done by ourselves with special equipment in the same locations and conditions. They were just saying like, well, the video is not tampered with, manipulated. So pretty much the exact same thing that was stated in January of 2008 by the... Professor Oakdom. Oakdom did? Yeah, they had it for a week in January. National Observatory Image Processing Unit. Division of Science and Technology Research Board of Turkey. Yeah, those guys. When did they announce that? Is that the same thing that, was that we talked about earlier? This was nine years afterwards. The fuck? So they pretty much said the same thing nine years later? They pretty much said the same thing. That's weird. It's like, okay, yes, this video is good. We don't know what it is. We can't say what it is because, you know, we need to do more filming and such of it to make sure that it's not something of earthly roots, but as of right now, it's not. Okay. But yeah, it took them nine years to just come out and say that. That's crazy. So our next strange fact and finding is about an analysis that was done by an individual named Mario Valdez Santiago. So Mario was able to get his hands on original copies of the videos from Hakutan, who of course got them from Yalchen Yaman. So Mario was going to analyze specific segments of the video from June 8th, 2008 and May 13th, 2009. He wanted to see if the elements would reveal a fraud or a setup in the sequence of these videos. And the main focus 
it was whether, hey, is there alleged occupants inside of this UFO in this footage? Now, Mario goes on to analyze the movements of the occupants, which you can see that there are two of them in the video. When you say occupants, the two heads, it looks like, of whatever's inside. Yeah. Now, he spotted those. He ended up following the movements of one of them, which was the one on the right, where it looks like it was looking down and then straight ahead and then back down again. Mario then went on to verify that there are indeed two occupants and focused this time on the left side of the frame where you can distinctly see the second occupant sort of kind of like doing his own thing. That is when Mario noticed that something was moving on the first layer of the frame. So he decided to look into that more. Mario focused in on those frames closely and realized that there weren't just two occupants, but there was actually three occupants inside of whatever this craft is. And to show that he believes that there are three occupants inside this thing, took the frames from the video where he spots the third one, which we have an image of that, and he has an arrow pointing to where the third occupant is. And you can see that in the picture, it's like a, it's not as bright as the others, but there is something there. Yeah. And what he says is that that is the third occupant. And then underneath of those, he drew his own interpretation of the being, whether it be alien or whatever. It looks like a praying mantis. That's what he thinks it is. It's like a mix of a praying mantis and a, I guess, a gray. Mm. That's weird. But yeah, then in the second photo, it's another screenshot of it to where it shows that third occupant was moving around, then back down. Okay. Which, I mean, that interpretation looks kind of weird. There definitely is something inside of whatever that craft is. There is something moving around. And it's not just from those videos from June 8, 2008 and May 13, 2009. There are multiple other occasions where Yalchin Yalman captured video footage and in the video footage you can see this exact same thing of weird looking beings in this craft yeah like that window opening or whatever and you can definitely see something moving around inside whether it's a being or moving parts of the craft it's something in there yeah it definitely is anyway it's a very good analysis done on the videos that mario had done and his conclusion though is that it has not been possible to find any indication of manipulation assemblies or tricks used for production of the video. The objects caught in the tape do not correspond to static figures and that the occupants are in constant movement, which is saying whatever those are inside, they weren't just like mannequins, just not moving or anything like that. They were always moving, even if it's just a little bit. They were always in motion doing something. Mm. So yeah, and that was like only the first part of his analysis of it. He only chose two videos, but we do have a link to that blog of his where if you want to dive deeper into the analysis of it, you can. I tried to sum it up the best I could. It's a lot to go into. And like I said, that was like only the first part of it. He gets really technical. Yeah. A lot of words I don't understand. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our next strange fact and finding, which is about a strange cloud formation over Turkey that happened in January of this year. So as we were searching more on the UFOs, we came across a video that was taken of a weird red cloud over Turkey. Now, we have the video, and it's like 51 seconds long, but we do have a still image of it, which those will be on the website for you to take a look at. I mean, that's a weird-ass red cloud. It is very weird looking, but apparently 
it's just a textbook example of a lenticular cloud formation. I mean, these clouds are stationary clouds that form mostly in the troposphere, typically in parallel alignment to wind direction. So there is a scientific explanation for that. However, there is none for the videos that Yalchin captured, okay? Those are UFOs. When people saw this red cloud, they thought it had to do something with, you know, the UFOs. They're just like, holy shit, that cloud's a dark red and it just looks really freaking weird. It's got to be the UFOs. Yeah, so suppose the scientific explanation is that it's a uh, lenticular cloud formation, which if you look it up, there are other images that look just like this, but not dark red like that. This freaked out everyone. It was like on the news and everything. I'm pretty sure they thought the world was coming to an end. thought that was pretty interesting since everyone freaked out about it in Turkey, of course, of all places. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> that this is where it all happened. Oh. <laughs> Just because of the UFO craze in Turkey, if they're having so many UFO sightings, they literally freaked out thinking this was the inner world for them. Like, oh, here they come, Independence Day. They're going to invade Turkey. All right. So let's get into our last strange fact and finding, which is actually about one of the videos that Yalman captured on June 9th, 2008. Now, for 22 seconds, he ended up capturing on video, a strange orb over the sea. I want you to click on that link, Dan. Go to the 310 mark of this video. Are you there? I'm there. All right, press play. Press and play. Now watch what he zooms in on. It's an orange orb over the sea. He zooms in on it and then zooms out and then zooms in again. I already have a feeling I know what this is. And then 329, it's done. Okay, that's all the footage he captured of that. Now that orb right there that he captured. It's the orange nipple. <laughs> Years ago, I told you a story about the very strange, whatever it is it was in the sky that I had seen in Lago Vista, Texas. That is exactly what I had seen. Yeah, we called it the orange nipple. The orange nipple. Yeah. It's like a circle within a circle and it pulsates. And I captured a really good photograph of it and then the photograph disappeared off my phone best timestamp to see about 315 is probably the best you're gonna see of it where it's the closest zoom on it but in the middle of the orange sphere you can see like a black dot or another little circle inside of it as soon as i saw that i knew exactly what you were gonna say yeah this orb is being seen all over the world not just in turkey i saw it years ago yep everyone else has been seeing it as well yeah, many people, you know, emailed in saying that they've seen the same exact orb with the, the orange nipple look. That's all I can really describe it as. Yeah, and if you know what Dan's talking about and you've seen it, it describes it perfectly. Yeah, as soon as I saw that, I, I knew exactly, exactly what it looked like. Yeah. Damn. Well, I guess that takes us to our theory section where we talk about the possibilities of what these orbs could be. So do you want to start it off for us and tell us about our first theory that we got, Dan? So our first theory is called the military. In this theory, the UFO UAP that was seen back then was part of a military experiment. In NATO, Turkey has the second largest military and they could have been working on a new type of vessel because in that area that the vessel was seen, there are multiple military bases not too far off. Yeah, there are several Air Force bases within a range of 200 miles from that location. Two of them have U.S. and NATO personnel. And with the permission from Turkey, NATO was allowed to use their base to launch operations in Syria. So 
maybe it was that just a secret military experimental plane that they haven't told anyone about. I mean, it happened in the same exact spot, almost the same exact time of year, three years in a row. Do you think the military would have just waited for those three months or so or the summer months to May through August? Like, all right, yeah, we're done with experimenting for the year. Good job, guys. See you next summer. I personally don't see that. But then again, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know how the military operates when it comes to top secret vehicles and when they test them out and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. There's a possibility that they were testing something, but, you know, three years in a row in the same time period, summer months, I don't know. I mean, they could have been testing a top secret craft or the government could have been creating a diversion. So this next theory is called diversion. So this theory goes on to say that the videos are faked using CGI and that the videos were made as sort of a distraction or diversion to cover something up. Now, during that time period when the videos were captured, it was the global financial crisis from 2007 to 2009. And this caused the Turkish exports to collapse. And of course, everything else was failing around the world, you know, the mortgages and all that stuff. Now, could these videos be faked as a way to cause, you know, the, the public to look away and divert their attention from the financial collapse to these supposed UFOs? I would say it's doubtful because every single news agency was covering the collapse. I mean, the videos, they got out to the news pretty quick for the, like the UFO videos. Yeah. So, I mean, they reported on that for a little bit, then that kind of died out. You have all these experts, you know, analyzing the videos and saying that there's no CGI or anything used in it. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to say that the videos are fake. I don't know. Well, maybe it's our next theory, which is that this entire thing is real. That the UFO that we see in the videos is an actual extraterrestrial vehicle. So, what we know is that these videos have been analyzed for many, many years and no one has been able to debunk them or find any tampering of the original videos. I mean, you even have the government coming out, the Turkish government, and agreeing that, hey, these videos are authentic, but they can't validate what this vessel is. Yeah, and from what I read up on Turkey, they have very strict laws on social media with, like, censoring stuff. And if the government was able to come out and state this and it wasn't censored or anything... Maybe. Or maybe the whole thing is just a mirage. An illusion. I mean, it could definitely be that because that's our next theory is that this is all a mirage. So in this theory, it is believed that what was actually seen was just a mirage called a Fata Morgana. Weird ass name. Yeah, it's super weird. Sounds like a character on Diablo. It does. And of course, it's like, what the hell is that? You ask? I mean, shit, I asked that when I heard, first heard it. Well, it's a complex form of superior mirage that is visible in a narrow band right above the horizon. I've seen this happen before when I was in Houston. The best example that I can give you for this is, let's say that you're staring out at the ocean. You see like a large vessel or cruise ship, and you're looking out there, but yet you're like, wait a second, why is that ship floating above the water? It's like it's flying, but yet it's out on the water. That right there is what this is talking about. I included a you know, photo for people to see for this theory, which I've seen this personally. I've seen it when we were up in uh, New Hampshire and Maine. I actually took a photograph of this actually happening. 
Of course, I can't find the photograph because my phone has over 18,000 photos in it. Uh, Aaron's always taking selfies. No, I'm not. I actually hate taking selfies. No, I remember you showing me that photo, too. Here it is. Yep, it looks like it's floating above the horizon, above the water. Yeah, it looks like there's something floating above the water in the horizon. Yeah, that's supposedly this Morgana complex thing. I mean, that's what they say that it could be, which the only rebuke to that is how high this was in the sky. This mirage only happens like right above the horizon. I mean, it doesn't have to be on the water, but it just happens above the horizon. The video of the UFO is like up in the sky. Yeah, I I don't think it's a mirage. And that's my personal opinion. And just to add to this theory, some people said like it's a mirage or, you know, something being casted, like, you know, the ships being above the horizon. They even thought that the mirage of it was actually back of a cruise ship. Back of a cruise ship? Like a carnival cruise? Like a carnival cruise ship. I can kind of see it, which I have an image of it, of the comparison that the people showed for an example. It's the way it's curved, like how the UFO was like a half moon shape type thing. They say the way the ship is curved in the back with the lights, that's what it looked like in the, the two people moving were probably actual people. <laughs> Holy shit. When you show me the comparisons of the back of a cruise ship and the video that was taken, and then you think back on the dates of when this was taken. Summer. Summer. Not only that, July 2nd, July 4th, May. August. It's prime cruise time. Prime cruise time. There's So it was a cruise ship way in the distance with its lights on. And he always saw this when the sun was going down or when the sun was going to be coming up. You never saw it during the day. Never during the day. Damn. You know, I wanted to be a believer in this entire situation. I wanted to believe that these were actual UFOs. But now that you show me this comparison of the cruise ship, Oh, my God. I can't say that these are videos of UFOs now because it matches with the cruise ships perfectly. That's the bad part is that it it really does match with it. Because at first you think about it, you're just like, there's no way. There's no, no way. But then you see kind of the side by side comparison of it. And it's like, holy shit. And I guess that takes us to our own personal thoughts and theories. So I'm going to ask you, Dan, what do you think Yalchin Yaman captured on video from 2007 to 2009. Actual UFOs? Do you think it was CGI? Or do you think it was a cruise ship? What do you think he captured? Like you said, I 100% wanted to believe that this was a UFO. The videos were not manipulated. What was on the recording, it's proof of something. But after seeing the cruise ship thing, it makes it very difficult to like, I'm stuck in the middle of, is that a UFO with aliens or like beings? Or is that a cruise ship with drunk ass people on the back of it? You know, I went into this wanting to believe, looking at all the photographs, all the evidence, thinking this by far is the most concrete evidence of something unexplained in our skies. But now you completely changed my mind and I hate it. I hate it so much because I want to believe. I remember I mentioned something about this earlier and you're just like, eh. Yeah, you mentioned it earlier when we were in the kitchen. I was like, oh, there's no way it's a cruise ship. And then you show me all the evidence you have right here. It's like, I I cannot say that it isn't a cruise ship because it is, at least in my personal opinion, it is. I mean, it's so close. 
Like it's, I want to believe because these were good videos. Everyone's saying that they can't find any tampering or anything like that. I mean, the guy that did the deep analysis of it, the third occupant, he was saying it looks like a, you know, praying mantis alien. Could just be, uh, could just be people. People with something in their hand just playing around or something. Are you still thinking, you know, that it's aliens or maybe it's a cruise ship? It's a cruise ship now. You convinced me. As much as I hate to admit it, you convinced me because I want to believe. See, and now I feel bad because I wasn't trying to change your mind with that one, but it's... It fits perfectly. It it lines up. Damn. Well, I want to hear everyone else's opinion on what they think it is. Send us an email to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at theoriesofthethirdkind.com or Dan, D-A-N at theoriesofthethirdkind.com. And tell us what your opinion is on whether you think it's a real UFO or if it's a carnival cruise ship or what it is. We'd love to hear from you. That's right. Tell me I'm wrong that it's, that it's a cruise ship. Tell me. Prove us wrong, please. I want to believe. I want to believe. All right. Well, with that being said, do you have anything else you want to add to today's episode, Dan? Oh, man. I mean, we've already stated it. I wanted to believe. It all looked so good, but it is what it is. Yep. Well, for some reason, if you cannot get enough of UFOs, today we released a Patreon episode where we covered multiple other UFO reports and accounts from individuals from all over the world. All over. The Night of the UFOs in Brazil. That's a fun one. And many others. So go sign up to Patreon. It's only five bucks a month and you get to hear more about a bunch of weird UFOs. 16 cents a day. With that being said, that is the end of our episode today. But before we roll it out, I do have a couple birthday shout outs I want to give. Nice. My first birthday shout out comes from Gio Estrada. He said, hey, my wife's birthday is this Thursday, which is today. I was wondering if you could give her a shout out. Well, happy birthday, Jasmine. I hope it's good. And Gio says that you can uh, take his credit card and go buy whatever you want. Happy birthday, Jasmine. Noise. We're starting to slowly do birthday shout outs again. So if you want to tell your loved one happy birthday, send us an email. We'll start adding it to our spreadsheet of birthday shout outs. Make sure to title it birthday shout out. Yes. Otherwise, it gets lost in the emails of spam. Yes. Well, with that being said, I want to thank you for joining us today. And again, thank you for your support. You are all amazing, every single one of you. So, with that being said, Dan you want to roll us out? Sure will. It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts. Because you are not alone. It's aliens, bitch. Get on board. It's a cruise ship. It's a UFO cruise. Main event. Probing. <laughs> Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.